Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you've joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. And I want you to know that we do take your prayer requests seriously and we will always correspond back with you. So thank you. We care about you and we love you. You can find Warn Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, Cloud Hub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the show where you heard us. And we appreciate you doing that. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. End of Days, Shadow of Judgment. We find great livability in these writings of Scripture by the hand of the Apostles. Through the inspiration of the Spirit of God... We can peer into the daily life and see what they faced. We now enter the end of days and its shadow of judgment. Also, America for whom the bell tolls. America for whom the bells toll. A lonely ringing of a bell. Several rings of a bell for a signal. Or one final dying ring of the death knell to a bygone era. Bygone era. Also, 4th of July and the American Truism. During division in America, bipartisanship and the first and the me first agenda, I don't mind publishing and making these kinds of patriotic truths available right now. We need them. Kingdom of God by force. The kingdom of God by force is a phrase that relates the very words of our Lord. Today we can see the faith and testimony of Jesus Christ in every nation on earth. Even in the most persecuted areas we find Christians. And on warn-usa.com we have the Gospel Prophecy News Classic Warn Radio. It features one of our premier shows, Gospel Prophecy News. Around the world, the call of the cross moves the people of God and servants of our Lord Jesus Christ to exalt him, move forward with the gospel, and to endure all things for his name's sake. On Dana Glenn Smith, God's Purpose, The Lesson of the Old Porch. This is a special written prose by the Watchman to illustrate a point. God's Purpose is is in this lesson, the lesson of the old porch, which makes life come into a brighter view, being thankful for what there is, and settling for God's purpose. Be sure to go to danaglinsmith.com, where you can sign up to get the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter, and also visit the Christian book, our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us 
on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, Tower, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here and back to our studies on Isaiah's prophetic book. We're at part 106. 106 portions. And if the good Lord, you know, uh, tarries and the Democrats get voted out of office... Uh, and uh, somebody else gets in there that ain't going to tear everything up, maybe we can make it all the way to the end of the book. (laughs) We can hope. Yeah. I think we will, though. Well, I think we found the number one worst president on on the face of the earth as far as... As As far as the United States goes. No, I've classified him as far as humanity goes. Really? Yeah. Mm, That's pretty bad. Yeah. But that's life. It'll, it'll, you know, he can get the re- the award for that. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty big prize, being the worst at absolutely everything of every human being on earth. Yes, it is. So. That's pretty amazing. We're glad to reward him that. Of course, you know, it's not that we rewarded him. He's already rewarded himself, so. Yep. At any rate, we are on battle lines after a little hiatus of taking care of things. And, uh, of course, the news and everything, that's just about the same. And, uh, you know, only God knows what we could do around here if the Democrats and the Republicans and this nation could get together. Yes, it would be pretty grand. You know, really. So at any rate, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Okay, so tonight on part 106, Behold, the nations are a small drop of water, one small smidgen of water in the oceans of water. This is the picture of all the nations who are seen in Psalm 2. The nations are raging, getting mad, and doing all they can to rid the planet of any trace of God, the Lord, our Savior, the Son of God, and Jesus Christ. And now, back to you. Well, I'll tell you, when you talk about raging, America has its raging. But uh, she's not alone. And uh, today, of course, we heard that there's 85,000 more Haitians coming up. And, of course, uh, Pelosi has admitted that what they were doing is uh, Obama's agenda. I mean, we knew it all along. Nevertheless, the bottom line of it is it's the Lord that is in charge. See, and this is what nations tend to forget. And in America, we are very good at ignoring the Lord. And uh, a lot can be said about a nation's repentance or refusal thereof. And uh, today, we begin at verse uh, 11. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd, and he shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. You know, now you might think this is a shepherd, and you you would be correct. But the bottom line of it is, is that when we look at Israel, you know, there was one thing they had, a plethora of leaders. And, of course, after Moses, and they moved forward, they had a lot of leaders. David was among them. Joshua was among them. And many others. And then you wound up with political leaders. And uh, they had some pretty bad ones. If you go through the book of Kings and Chronicles... You can get an idea on those that followed the Lord and those who didn't follow the Lord. 
And when you look at the kingdom that was split after Solomon, it became two houses, the northern tribes and the southern tribes of Judah. Both of those eventually went into captivity, too, for their sins. It was only Judah, however, that was brought back. They were given priests. They were given a, a temple. And they had to learn the law all over again from Ezra the priest. And then, of course, they moved forward to the time of Christ during the Roman era. And it was after Christ and pretty much after the apostles that Titus put down a rebellion in Jerusalem, destroyed the whole city, including the temple and everything else. So then the Jews wound up without a temple and the whole nine yards. If you look within scripture even, you can find that God judged the nations. The very land that Israel was given came from Gentile nations who had disobeyed God. And the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah, the prophet Isaiah talks about your sister Sodom, and the major sin was not homosexuality at all. It was pride. The next sin that led to all of it was fullness of bread. They were rich, they were doing good, they had pride, and it led them into sin. But they become very, very idolatrous, bloody, sacrificing their own kids to Baal, passing them through fire. This was Judah. That's why they were sent into captivity for 70 years. Now we are discussing right now the aftermath of the Assyrian attack and we're pretty much through that section. Because they were encamped right on the gates of Jerusalem. And it looked like there was no way they were going to escape. That meaning Judah. You see the Assyrians had already taken the northern tribes and carried them away captive. So they were pretty sure that they could destroy Judah with no problem. The problem of it is they had Hezekiah for a king who had been doing reforms and they had repented. Key. Just like when the prophet Jonah went to Nineveh, they repented. Key. Just like America who is restored and not destroyed, repentance was key. Oh, wait a minute. America has not repented. America is full of pride. And so now you see an invasion from the south of people that are coming here not to invade. They're coming here because they want a better life, not knowing that they're coming to a nation that is under judgment and to an agenda that views them as third worlders, people who are used to socialist dictators and others over them that wouldn't mind America adjusting her, their laws and be a little harsher. Because these same people that want to run America this way know that the people that live here in America wouldn't put up with such a thing. That's why they've spent generations and generations of time convincing American children that their way is the best. So today we have a divided house called America. And as we see... He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs in his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. This is the aftermath of the judgment. This is what happens when you have the judgment over, when you have forgiveness, when you have the Lord God who actually sees 
that those who were responsible for his people were actually the ones that led his own people astray. Those who were in the temple, the prophets that were sent there. And the only prophets that were sent there that were true, we know about. There were other prophets who were false prophets. The people, the prophets, the priests, the political leaders, known as shepherds as well, were all corrupt. And as we look around the nations of men today, we see it's the governments of men that spend the time oppressing their own people and killing them. North Korea and Kim Jong-un. China and the Christians and the Uyghurs. Modi in India and the increasing persecution of Christians there. Pakistan and their government and the persecution of Christians. Iran and the persecution of Christians. Now we have the Taliban and the persecution of all their people, but especially the Christians. And we can go on and on and on, and if you look around the world today, you can look at the governments of men, and you can look at many of the people. In Australia, they're raging against their COVID lockdowns and stuff. In Norway, they came against this because they found out themselves that this was not a COVID-19 thing. This was still a simple flu that they could deal with. And so, and I can tell you folks, that you can deal with this with a good autoimmune system and vitamins. Simple vitamins. A protocol that was actually told us by Dr. Gundry. And his advice was followed up by many, many others. Now, of course, when you get into this and you get the media involved and you get the others, you see, in the time of Israel, there was a media. They didn't have our technology, but they still made their way across and told everybody. They'd meet up at the front gate, and all the old men would talk. The women would meet and talk. Yeah, the media was good in Israel. But they fell away from the Lord. And they were sent into captivity. And we're dealing with that in Isaiah. But you see, there comes a time when that captivity is over. And, of course, Isaiah is prophesying this in advance. It hasn't happened yet. This ain't Jeremiah. Jeremiah tells us in real time what went on. Isaiah is looking ahead. And there's one thing when we look at Scripture, especially if we look at Psalms 2. We can see the raging of nations and the people imagining a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed. You see, they wanted to remove his bonds, his requirements, his laws from them. That's why in the ending, towards the end of Psalm 2, it says, Kiss the Son, lest he be angry. Behold the nations, part 106. Israel was a nation unique that had the Lord God of Israel. He was named after Israel because of that relationship. He considered them his wife, but yet they turned against him. But yet the covenant is what he kept. But you see, you have here that when you get right down to it, when the Lord God is your judge, 
and you're going through judgment, he seems like your enemy. See, there was a time when America was peaceful. When things weren't like this. But over America's history, there have been turbulent times. My dad, just when he was at the right age to go and become what he wanted to become, he wound up in the South Pacific with the Navy squadron. He was on a big ship, on a hospital ship. Then he was put on the islands when they needed it. He was a Navy corpsman. He saw more dead, more blood than any man should have to see. When he got over the war, he wanted to be a doctor and he went to college. Problem of it is he couldn't sit there in class because he had been at war. Something changed. So he had to move, and he did. He came to where we now live. He lived to a ripe old age. But he used to tell me stories of that time as a medic. Horrendous time. My grandfather was involved, too, because he was... very close in certain avenues with the government and on the ocean he would run his vessel up and down the coast looking for trouble he was security traveling about 500 miles from Catalina both ways Entire generations were upset during that time. Then you got into the mid-40s and you got into the Korean War. And then when I came along, it was the Vietnam War. I was in the Navy too. We were fighting there. When I got married and got older and we had a family, guess what? We were fighting over in the Middle East. We were fighting here. We were fighting there. But see, when Hitler rose up and Italy and Japan rose up at the same time, the world was threatened. The world was shaking then. When Japan hit Hawaii, my grandfather told my dad to go down to the wharf on Catalina Island and shoot anything that comes out of the sky. They expected them to hit them there at that time. They had no idea where the Japs were. And so you hear about them being castigated because they put Japanese in the camps in California and other places. There was a camp right here, not too far from where we're at. The bottom line of it is, is that America rose at that time. After she arose and helped win the war, helped rebuild not only Japan, but Europe, and bailed out the UK from being overrun by Hitler, we had one of the greatest prosperity times, really. Everybody was going to get a house. Massive building. That's where the baby boomers came from. There have been times of blessings. There's been times of goodness. There's been times of rebellion. But this is a different time, just like it was a different time for Israel and for Judah. Because they had crossed the line and their leaders didn't tell them that. The priests weren't clear. The prophets were liars. And America, you have crossed the line the same way. Now you got people coming up here 
because they want to live a good life. But they ain't going to find a good life because America's under judgment. But you see, when Israel got through with that judgment after 70 years, verse 10 is where we left off last time. Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. Before that, in verse 9, he was talking about Zion in Jerusalem. He's talking about these things because he's letting them know, as in verse 11, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. You see, because judgment is redemptive. He didn't send them to Babylon to be murdered. But there were, there were some of Judah that were killed. In judgment, that's what happens. So he gathered them like a shepherd when he brought them out. And he made sure that Cyrus, the Persian king, who was his anointed, would defeat Babylon, release the Jews, and command them to go build the temple and rebuild Jerusalem and live there. That's why the Jews to this day, when they saw what Trump was doing, called him Cyrus. And it was also Trump's administration who brought in the Abrahamic Accords, which are still going full gun right now. They are one of the most important prophetic things that has been done in my lifetime, is the Abrahamic Accords. Do you really think Trump was here to save America? That's what Trump believes. But you see, when you put all the onus on one guy, that's a heavy load. They tried to stop him, the Democrats and everybody else, but he won. He won because the Lord God wanted him to win. And he lost because the Lord God wanted him to lose, and Biden got in because this is judgment. It's been judgment, only you've been asleep and haven't seen it. Nobody wants to talk about judgment. Nobody wants to understand what sin is. You can't say certain words on social media because they will. If you write them in a post, they will find out and they will ban you. If you say it on air, they will find out and they will ban you. Because they don't want to hear it. This is just like Judah was when Jeremiah was talking. They would say, don't talk to us. Tell us smooth things, good things. If you want to go preach, prophesy to someone, go to your own hometown. You, you go down to where you're from and prophesy down there. Get away from us. Jeremiah got so tired of the attacks that he decided he wasn't going to speak anymore. He says, I'm going to withhold it. Then later on, he says, I couldn't withhold it. The fire within me was too great. I had to speak. So God had his way anyway. God also told him he needed to repent for what he was doing. <laughs> because even the prophet got tired. Well, I'm sorry, Jeremiah, but you're a prophet. You're my prophet. You're going to do it, and that's it. I'm a watchman. Many people don't care. They have no clue why I do this. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that I've known all my life, practically, when the Lord God told me, among other things, that America as I know it would cease to exist. I saw the armies marching across the land. I seen a lot of stuff. And I heard the voice. I don't talk about it much. I don't want to. 
But the fire that burns in me and the things I see, they are not comforting. Because I know. Just like John in Revelation, he ate of the book and he said it'll taste like honey, but in your belly it will be bitter. That's the judgment of God. That's the words of the Lord because they're sweet when you take it because it's the Lord giving it to you. But the burden of the Lord is what is in there. It's that thing that a prophet carries or a pastor will carry. Or a watchman like me. You got to give it out. You got to tell them. They don't want to hear. You got to tell them anyway. Well, tell them. Nobody listens. So you're persistent. You see this go down. You know why. You see things coming. People don't want to hear. But it's redemptive. You need to hear. You need to turn. But you have people in this nation that won't repent. Israel had people that wouldn't repent. They had priests and prophets, political leaders. They had everything under control. They didn't need the Lord God in there. They were doing it. They were running it. They were doing fine. They had prosperity. Everything was fine. But everything that came to them was because they had kept the law and the covenant the way they should. When they started falling away, that was it. And you will say to me, well, America's not a theocracy. True. America doesn't keep the law like they did. That's true. But I got news for you. God judged more Gentile nations than he did Israel. Israel, their two houses were sent into judgment. Just Judah and the northern tribes. As a result of another judgment and the sin of Solomon, which caused the nation of Israel to be divided. That was it. But the nation of Israel and all the land they got were, came from Gentile nations who had sinned. He judged Sodom and Gomorrah, a Gentile nation. He judged Babylon, a Gentile nation. He judged Assyria, a Gentile nation. But see, now in verse 11, he'll feed his flock like a shepherd. He's bringing them out. His arms of deliverance. He's using Cyrus and his armies. And he makes sure the priest Ezra knows how to teach him the law again because they've been in captivity so long. They've got to get rid of the Babylonian ways. And some of the Babylonian ways carries all the way to our day today. Especially when we talk about the dates of the feast and various other things. It's a carryover from the Babylonian captivity. He was going to gather them in his arms after this. They got done with the seven years and that's it. The vindication's over. You're coming with me. I'm going to wrap my arms around you. I'm going to carry you back. I'm going to teach you the law. I'm going to put my law in your hearts. I'm going to put you in a temple. It's not going to be like the other one. So don't despise the time or the days of small things or small beginnings. You're going to start small. But you're going to have my favor. Now see, America started and when it was young, it had curried favor. You had a young army that fought the most modern army that existed at that time. The number one world power and a bunch of ragtag revolutionaries in this land we call America today decided to take them on, led by George Washington. I mean, they probably thought we were crazy. But we won. And the land grew and became blessed. We had times of great revivals. Then, of course, we got into the movie business and we had those that would watch and make sure we weren't putting illicit things and people got tired of that. So they got rid of the censors. 
Well, we got censors today, but they're not moral censors. They just censor what they don't like, especially if you get too true. They got tired of the preachers. They got tired of Christianity. They had heard the revelation. They have heard the name of Christ. They had heard about salvation. The church was losing its power. We had money. We had wealth. We had doctors. And then technology came. So we modernized everything, including the message. We had glitzy churches arise and became soft on sin and more on glitz. And we'd reach the people through inspirational songs and other things that wouldn't bring people to repentance. And we've had generations and generations of kids raised that way. And we've had generations and generations of kids raised through technology today technology is amoral putting out an amoral message to kids who are vulnerable whose parents both now are working to make ends meet and God says to America come back to me repent turn away for your sins but America says no I don't want to so finally God says okay have it your way I'm pulling away my protection and your borders will be open. You will not be able to stop it and they will overflow. They will run into your cities. They will run into your homes. They will run into your markets. They will run everywhere and you will be over flooded. You will no longer be America. Since you have forsaken me, I will let you go. But those who still call me by my name, I will be there for them. But you're not going to be saved by America. You're not going to be saved by Trump. You want America saved, it's going to have to come from repentance. Israel had to finish their sentence. America, you have to finish your sentence. You have to decide. You see, because the political leaders know... The very thing that I warned 20-some years ago. And that was, these leaders knew then that it would be easier to allow third world citizens into our country for free and let them become citizens to rule over rather than try to rule over all these Americans who are so stubborn and proud of their guns and their rights. The goal is to remove Americans and to replace them. Replace a num of, number of them, enough of them, even kill them if they have to, in order to get the agenda so they'll have people that don't mind obeying. But you try to tell a patriot to give up his gun and to begin to do things that you have no more rights to? Yeah, that ain't going to happen in America, we say. But it will happen in America. It will happen in America. Because just as Isaiah told Judah about the sins of Sodom, the first thing he mentioned was pride. And we've got gay pride. We've got white pride. we got black pride. We got pride coming from women who are proud to have aborted their babies. We have pride everywhere. Pride was the number one sin. The other thing that led to the downfall of Sodom and Gomorrah was fullness of bread. They had a great economy. They made good money. They were wealthy. And they ate, feasted. But you see now, the prophet is showing you what kind of a God it is who's going to redeem his people.
Eleven of these verses describe him. One through eleven. And we've been discussing all of those. Now the last one is he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Have you ever been in captivity? I was in a Navy brig once. I think twice. And uh, I did eventually get out. But it wasn't very fun when I was in there. But no, I haven't been in captivity. I wasn't sold over to Babylon for 70 years. But you see, some of the greatest works of prophecy are done by Daniel, who was carried away into Babylon. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, we hear of their example and how they stood for the Lord God. They, they were carried away to Babylon. These are just two examples of how these Jews kept the faith under the Lord their God and under the face of death stood strong. The Lord our God is the exalted one. There is no comparison. Now you see, Isaiah is saying all this at the same time he's given the prophecy that they're going into captivity. So they've got some time to think about all of this. Now you see, the one thing about a shepherd, David was a shepherd... The twenty-third, uh, the twenty, uh, twenty-third Psalm, very popular. The Lord is my shepherd. And see, when it's time, He will gather them. And He also, even after Yahshua has come, died on the cross, and He's coming again, God is still dealing with Israel. To bring them to himself. He's still dealing today worldwide. Calling people to come to him. Because he sent his only begotten son. To redeem us from the burden of sin. And we find. And if you listen to our advocacy show on Wednesday nights. That God is moving among the Muslims. He's moving among the Muslims everywhere. He's moving among the Taliban. There are Christian Taliban, if you can believe it. He's moving among the Hindus. And if you look around in America, he's moving around in America. Because the whole world is in a stage of riot. And one of the main things when you live in sin, sin begets riot, but we are in the last days, the end days. God is shaking all things. His son is coming soon. You need to be prepared. So God is using redemptive authority to wake you up, get you uncomfortable, to make you think, you know, I think I need to seek the Lord. And there's nothing quicker than knowing when you're sitting here and you see as a citizen all the people coming in. And you know very well that they're coming up here to try to find a good life. But you also know that America and what it's doing will mean judgment. And if they're here, there's a good chance they're going to die. America is not going to be prosperous. It's not going to be MAGA ever. I would like it to be that. If it were up to me, I would say yes. But I cannot say that. 
I could tell you that everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be wonderful. But it's not. There's going to be trials and testing and persecution and trouble like you've never seen. But if God did not forsake Israel, even though it felt like it, when you were in captivity in Babylon and you're there for 70 years, dear God in heaven, you feel like he has forsaken you. When you hear the click of a cell door on you, like in the Navy brig, boy, I'll tell you, that'll. I was in the security side. <laughs> they give you eight little squares of toilet paper. Take all your clothes except for your shorts, and that's it. A little skinny blanket, and you got her. You had nothing. <laughs> I didn't kill nobody. I didn't rob nobody. I didn't do nothing. But that's the way they did it. <laughs> I'll tell you, it just takes a little shaking, and now people are afraid of COVID. They're so afraid of COVID in America and the world that they don't even understand that the way we've eaten in our comfortable lifestyle has broken down most of the immune system of people. And you can heal that immune system. And then after you heal it, you can take the right vitamins that will boost your immune system when you need it. And it will destroy the attack of COVID. You have to hit it in the initial stages. But don't ever take the vaccine because it's experimental. It changes your DNA. It ruins your immune system. That's why you see the reaction from people. Because it's destroying their immune system. And things happen. Horrible things. But you know, when we look at Israel, when we look at Isaiah's message, when we look at the faithfulness of the Lord, it's a full package. God, God wanted to redeem Israel just like he wants to redeem us. He wanted to save Israel from this. If they would have listened to the prophets. But even Jesus when he was at Jerusalem. Said oh Jerusalem Jerusalem thou that stonest the prophets. How would I have gathered you as a mother hen his chicks. Her chicks. Here it says he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He uses this picture. At Jerusalem, weeping over it was a mother hen and her chicks, precious to protect them. They're young and innocent. Here, gathering the lambs, because if you're especially in a winter storm, you got to keep them. My grandfolks and grandparents had a, had a farm. They had dogs on the farm. They were never allowed in the house. If you had muddy shoes, you had to take them off. That's why we always wore the boots around the farm. And in the wintertime, especially in the early spring, I should say, you had two kinds of animals that were allowed in the house. The first was the little young chicks, little yellow chicks that they would take. They would get them, and they'd bring them in to nurture them for a while, and then they would take them back out till they were old enough. The other one was the little baby lambs, if, if they had one. To keep them warm. They would nurse them. See that picture. Is a picture. Of the father. And his love. Because if you watch animals. You watch nature. Yeah you can see a lot of things. Of survival and things that aren't pretty. But there is a lot of mothering in nature where they nurture the kids. While the male helps to produce them, the male also will go collect food, will protect them.
See, and this is the Father protecting his people. This is what God wants to do to us today as believers. He wants to protect you. He wants to nurture you because he knows what's coming. And we look at it and we say there's no hope. God says with him all things are possible. They have an agenda. God has a bigger agenda. They want to have a one world government, a special special thing that they've created And they have technology and they have a lot of things and they know that they can bring it to pass and they know how to fool the Americans because they're so lukewarm and so soft. And they've already convinced generations of their children that their way is the best. So they're going to turn the tables on them. So they connive and they do things and they have lots of money so they pour it in there. Until the people are put in a spot that they're trapped. That's America today. But you know the Lord himself, he said in John 10 verse 7, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, and the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd who's the sh- whose own sheep are not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and flees and the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. And today, folks, even Israel had hirelings and so do we in the Christian church. But you know, After the judgment, God made sure he would gather them as a good shepherd and bring them back. He made sure that he would place good shepherds to raise them, to bring them up, and to teach them properly and to help them stay out of trouble. But you today in this country have hirelings. You have people with prejudices. People that do not know the truth. People that are immoral are willing to do things. They will lie. They will steal. They will do anything to get their agenda done. That is what you face in America at this moment. But there are a lot of good people out there. And there are people that are trying to stand up. And with God's help, God's grace, just maybe in God's judgment as we appeal for mercy, he will lift the veil and we'll be able to see this judgment averted. There are different stages of judgment. Isaiah goes to verse 12, and this is, this is a challenge. This is a challenge to humans and human nature. See, we've got scientists that think they know better than God. Science, astronomy, and any related type of thing, without God it is mere paganism. But science with God is the truth. Isaiah says in verse 12, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted, that it means to set up, to make a wreck, to fit or form out the heavens with a span. God grabbed the waters and put them in his hand and formed the heavens out of it 
and he comprehended or held or contained the dust of the earth within a measure and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in the balance so that all things are perfectly measured. That all things were perfect. That the bounds of the waters would be held back. That there would be a place for people to live. There would be a way to get oxygen. That there would be air, clean air, sun to grow stuff. There would be animals. There would be plants and vegetables. Who has done that? It was not man. Many say, well, there was a first cause. God didn't create it. You nincompoop. God is the first cause. In the beginning, there was nothing there, but God was there. Where he was, it was organized. It was light. It was perfection. I am that I am, he told Moses. Tell them that. I am. I've always been. I was here before there was any light, before there was anything green, before there was an earth, before there was a sun, before there was anything in the heavens. I was. And I was before anything was. I have always been. And know that I can send judgment and I can stop judgment. I can redeem and I can send to hell. For I am the Lord God and I am the creator. And there is nothing that you do that frightens me. I am not moved by the nations of men. You want to please me? Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so God tells the Jews, just like he tells the Gentiles, Seek me and live, for I am the truth. I am the way to that truth, and that truth will bring you life. The way, the truth, and the life. Now, Albert Barnes, when talking of this particular scripture, refers to Psalm 148 and verse 4. Praise him, ye heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. That's a good psalm, by the way, that whole thing. We'll be in verse 13. I know we didn't get far. But that's okay. Father, thank you for your word. Bless those that hear this whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay, here I am. It's kind of sad to, well, more than more than kind of sad to think about how America is not coming back. I would to God that we'd all repent that it would come back. Yeah. But our hope is in the Lord, not in this world. And I, I was thinking about this the other day, the benefits that we have in the kingdom of God or in what we have here on earth. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And he satisfies our mouth with good things to eat so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. And then you look on the other side, the benefits in heaven. He's, he went there to prepare a place for us. We ha have um, there will be no sorrow, no death, no crying, and we'll be forever with the Lord. That's Our benefits that we have with the Lord cannot even compare to the benefits of the world. No. 
the world offer has nothing, cannot even hold a candle to the benefits of God through Jesus Christ. That's right. Well, we got to get out of here. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. We love you and we pray for you. Keep looking up for your redemption draws nigh. We hope the best for you and the Lord. Good night. Don't forget to go by warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Till next time, shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.